Bernard's riled an old schoolmate who claims to be psychic in this afternoon's episode of the Sir Bernard Moore Show, The Shrew of Truth. Hello to you today, ladies and gentlemen, young adults, youths and children, and all of you in between. Welcome to the Suburb of Moor Show, it's fantastic to be here. And have we got a splendid half hour ahead? Coming up shortly, we have a guest who is quite simply out of our world. Or, if not out of it, then certainly at odds with it. First, though, and without delay, let's reveal the answers to last week's quiz, which are... Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. Elliot, pull your face out of that sandwich. Not a sandwich, it's a slice of sponge roll. Elliot, the drum roll, please. <laughs> I can't play drum Come shit. on, get with it. Just push the button, it's pre-recorded. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, the answers to last week's quiz are... Button! Hold on! Press the button! Where is it? Directly in front of you, marked drumroll! Well, this thing... Is it in front of you? Yeah, it's next to me flask. Is it marked drumroll? Uh, yes, it is. Is it a button? It is. Well then, that's it! That's the button right in front of you that you pressed to start the drum roll. I'm with you, right? Yeah, you were rushing before. And I wonder why I've had a heart attack. <clears throat> the answers to last week's quiz are... Is this deliberate? No. Yes. Push the button! Oh, dear. Oh, what, are you, what are you doing? Just a minute, just a minute. Oh, Elliot, what have you done to it? Elliot, what have you done to it? Just make yourself a noise. Oh, that's it. We've got the current time. Oh, fine. We'll just turn it off. I can't. Turn it off. Oh, my God. 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 Somebody would have drunk that tea had you not just started a fire. A fire? There were no fire. There were some sparks and smoke and a very strong smell of burning. Only you could break machinery with a cake. It's not machinery. It's just bits of metal moving about. It. Pretty sure that's machinery, mate. It didn't. It is. It, it definitely it is. It didn't. Anyway, only you could have had this ruddy automated tape playback device for something as simple as a drumming roll. It's absolutely ridiculous. You'll be trying to have me automised next. I said you shall be having me automated next, Bernard. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking, you know. What? That, that's not a bad idea. Only joking, I didn't mean it. All I need to do is record your voice for a stock tape and then load it into the I system. Yeah, you couldn't... How many words do you know? Words? I must know a hundred uh, words. I know one word you've never learned. Well, I, oh, I... Please. You never say please. I don't need to. I always say thank you instead. Anyway, I know one word that you've never learned. What's that then? Sorry? I said, what's that then? Sorry is the word. The word is sorry. You never, ever apologise. I don't do because I have nothing to apologise for. Never have. I never, ever will do. I was rather hoping it was you who would apologise to me. To me apologise to you for what? For what? You mean you don't know? What? Just look at this what? mess you've caused. Look around and everywhere. All so easily avoidable if you'd only use a plate and eat with your mouth closed. Well, there's no need to worry about that because I will never eat again. Oh, the drama queen returns. Yes, Ladies and gentlemen, the answers to last week's quiz are... 
What are you waiting for now? Just make it sound like a drum roll. A, a drum set, a drum kit. You know, like a drum. A drum make it sound like a drum set. Just make it sound like a drum kit, a snare drum. <laughs> Clearly has no idea what a drum kit is. Yeah, anyway, you the answer to last week's quiz, the first question is Daphne. Ah, because as you'll remember, Daphne was hiding in yes. the headmaster's chalk cupboard at the same time Craig oh, fell down the well. And the answer to question two was taxis. Hey. And the prize this week is oh, a toy fox. Right. And that's been won by Samantha and Terry from New York. Hackney carriage. Excuse me? Hackney carriage, not taxis, that's your answer. Well, what are you talking about? What I'm talking about is the answer is hackney carriage, that is the proper name of the taxi. The piece of paper I was handed said taxi. Well, then I'm afraid that the paper is wrong. You're wrong, and I'd like you to admit that you're wrong. It's written in your writing. Ah. Now, well, that must have been to do with somebody else. Ah, no, it says answers to this week's quiz at the top of the page, also in your writing. Are you aware of the possibility of what's generally known as being called a parallel universe? Yeah, I think the phrase phrase that comes to mind is clutching at straws. Look, I'd like to swiftly move on to the letters of the week, if I may, before you do something like trip the power off with a pickled egg. And he's opened a packet of crisps. How predictable and perilously close to being sacked forever you are. Now, our first letter this week is from Ethel Posman. And uh, here it is. Uh, Ethel says, Dear Sir Bernard Moore, I want to know how the heck is it possible to write in to enter any of these ruddy quiz competitions when you never give an address out? Many a time, me and my friends, April, May and June and Julie and Augusta and September Etta, have wanted to put pen to paper but can't because we don't know where to send it to. <laughs> Think on, or else, you heard me. You're sincerely Mrs. Posman. Ah, now, Mrs. Posman, the, the, the answer is very simple. What's not quite so simple is answering how you've managed to write in whilst complaining that it is in fact impossible to write in. Hush now, hush now, hush now. Hello, mother? Sir Bernard Moore, it's Ethel Posman here. Right. Now, I want to know how you expect good folks as is listening to this here programme to ring in with answers to your quizzing questions when you've never get a phone number out. It's ridiculous. Ah, well, Hold Mrs. on, I'm burning myself. Mrs Posman, you see, I was just reading your letter that you had written oh, in with, complaining about the very oh, same yeah, thing. I, it's not the very same thing at all. The letter were about why there's no address to write to, and this phone call is regarding why there's no phone number available to ring up. So how have you written in with no address and rang in with no number? Ah, well, you see, I know where you live and Uncle Elliot's given me your number. Oh, he did, did he? Uh, well, I might have known uh, that you'd be smeared in uh, this uh, somehow. What do you reckon to all this, then, Uncle Elliot? Well, well it's crackers in stab me saying this to Bernard from uh, day one. How he expects folks to put up with it, I do not Oh, know. shut up, Elliot. Uh, did you get that thing out of Frank's neck? Uh, they did. Yes. Right. What was it? It, it was it was some tough at Moa. Dog had picked uh, it up. Can I just yeah, can yeah. I just say that where, yeah, Elliot just out of interest, where is he going for dog? Excuse me. Oh well I don't know, I don't know. Excuse me. I've been I've tried no, I don't know. Look, if you two are going to have a social, then do it somewhere else at another time. 
Elliot, use the phone in another room. There's only one telephone. Well, then just go outside and talk to her. She's only in the phone box across the road. I can see her through the window from here. <laughs> and I can see you and all I've seen lot. You two squabbling like a pair of drunk kids. Hey, did you hear that? She says she can see everything. Elliot, remind me to get a blind fitted for this window. I'm sick of people standing in that phone box then ringing up and saying they can see us. Instead of a blind, how about planting a tree outside and then you'll conceal the entire view? How long is that going to take? Ten years? Silverbirds grow ever so fast. Oh, get out! out. Get out! Take all this food with you. It's like a rolling buffet in here. It's ridiculous. Go on, go on. Do a double shufty. Go on. Go on, go and stand in a phone box with an old woman eating parking. Have I to save you, Pete? Oh, Take a high point. You're a bum. Don't pull up your pants. Mrs. Posman, Elliot's coming out to see you. Yeah, I can see him. He's little, isn't he? He is, yes, lacking in both height and manners. <laughs> Could you please ask him to save me a piece of parking? He just offered me some, and I fear I was a tad hasty in declining. Hold on, he's here now, Uncle Elliot, it's for you. Hello? Elliot, could you save me a piece of parking after all? Hello? 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 Elliot, could you please save me a piece of... What? Who is this speaking, please? Bernard! Bernard Moore! Your nephew, Bernard! Oh, hello, Bernard, are you alright? You only saw me about ten seconds ago. I thought you wanted to crack on with your programme. Well, I am, yeah, but I... What are you doing ringing me, then? I'm not ringing you. Who are you on phone for, then? Because Ethel Postman rang me! Hold on, she's here now, you can have a word. No, Elliot, wait, Hello? Mrs. Posman, please put Elliot back on. Who's this? Sir Bernard Moore! Sir Bernard Moore, right. I want to wear with you regarding this ruddy quiz as oh you have to do. Oh, my goodness! I do not care what they say, you know. You can't whack bourbon and burdock, you know. told. Have you ever found yourself in a tent under a bypass on a wet bank holiday having your palms read by a wizened old crone surrounded by peg rugs and strong lager? If, like me, you have, and it made you question everything that we're taught in junior schools, then let me ask you this. Have you ever spared a thought for these gifted, sensitive, tanned clairvoyants who walk amongst us? What are their futures? What were their pasts? When did they first discover these powerful secrets of the supernatural bestowed on them by old Mother Universe? Some people know their destiny from toddlerdom. Some people know their destiny from toddlerdom. Some people know their destiny from toddlerdom, Joe. And others need a helping palm. And to give us that helping palm today is a man who, through fate, fortune, or sheer bad luck, appears to follow me around with a lingering stink as grotty as pet shop toilets. Ladies and gentlemen, booked at a moment's notice when my initial guest telephoned to say they were really, really scared. Instead, we have my old nemesis from the schoolyard, Kieran Lionel Bunsey. Hello, Kieran. It's 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 reasonably pleasant for you to be here. Uh, Thank you for standing patiently in the corner of the room. I, I've been. I'm all right. I've. Where been, have you been? I've been fast asleep. Have you? And then when I woke up, I've been watching these two 
in the... Yeah, just ignore them. They were they... in the phone box. Yes, they, who knows what, what they're doing. They do Don't look at them. He's merely a distraction. They're doing it deliberately. They're, they're doing it deliberately. Well, I would suggest putting a tree in front of the window. Or no, something. not you as well. You... Well, no, be, no, 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 no. Idea no my, what I see goes round here, and there'll be no tree. Kieran, when you arrived today, you handed me a little piece of wet cardboard... Upon which, scrawled in green biro, were the words rather illegibly written, Kieran Bunsey, future fortune forecaster, ghost conversationalist, and cosmic gem expert. Now, Kieran, before I press you on these horrendously suspicious claims, what's in that sack? Ah. Oh. <laughs> it's moving! Not yes. Now, don't be alarmed. It's not a badger, is it? No, this is something that I found in an old abandoned toy shop. And I was hoping to sell it, but I'm considering... Well, what's in it? Uh, well, um, it's probably... Can it Yes, I know, it, yes, it does do. And sorry about the funny noises. Well, I'm considering we... throwing it off a bridge at some point. That would, that would, possi- it, sir. That would possibly be a good idea. Just put it under that stool for now. Oh, yes. It put it out of the way, put a coat over it. some cakes. Forget the cakes. Kieran, do tell us, because I'm, I'm, I'm reasonably intrigued... Where did this inspiration come from for you to suddenly have these mystic abilities? Was it some form of religious enlightenment, or have you always had spirits inside you? What happened was, I was in a public house at a... That's a surprise! It was around uh, Christmas time. 3am, was it? Probably. Uh, And and that time, I just felt the spirits really revolving You probably were in a public house at 3am. Now listen, you, I'm a spiritual fellow now, I can say that with assured assurance, and I can override any feeling that you are trying to torture me with the the dangers of the... uh, Gosh, I nearly went then. What was the the question? Offer you a steady hand. Karen, please tell us, how how did it feel, not just then when you nearly fell down, I mean when you got this, this sudden burst of mystic inspiration, were you overcome with a... Well, a hot feeling, a cold uh, feeling. Did you collapse? Did you start talking in a different voice? I started talking in a different voice. I collapsed. You've just stole that. I had a hot feeling said. and a cold feeling, and that's basically how it was. Anything else other than what I just said? Uh, I can remember where I was anyway. I was at my mum's house. I thought you were in the pub. Uh, well, my mum lives in a pub. Lives above the pub. What does she do? So... Come downstairs in the morning and say, "Give me a pint, or I'll play up." She had just fallen asleep. I was just finishing off this bottle of sherry, and I suddenly realised I know what I want to do. Open another bottle of sherry by the sound. <coughs> a feeling fell on me, like... Like your a, mum in a pub? No, like dandelion clocks in the summer breeze. Ooh. And this voice... What was this voice, then? The voice came from the shrew of truth. The shrew of truth. Right. Yes, the shrew of truth appeared, and he was sitting on my shoulder. Classic place to sit. And the shrew of truth, he whispered in my ear. What did he whisper? Kieran, buy a van. How about that? The thing was, you see, I already had a van, so I was one step ahead of the shrew of truth. One small step for Kieran. I thought, I'll wait. I'm going to, I will wait for the next miraculous sign. And 
One came only four hours later when I was sitting in the back of the van. What were you doing there? Trying to go to sleep? No, no, not not quite. I was, well, it was Boxing Day morning about 3 a.m. And my mother, my mother had thrown... Up? No, my mother had thrown... Not at 2 a.m. she threw up. My mother had thrown me out because she'd awoken... Sounds like you get underneath on. the piano, okay. banged her noggin, and I, well, I needed to use the lavatory, but the pub toilets were full of people oh. sleeping. Yeah, okay. So I, I decided it was best to go in the back of the van. And what happened? Well, this is when the second of the three thingies happened. This is the three the, miracles the, of the sherry bottle. Basically, to, I, well, I was... Get to the point, Kieran, for goodness sake. It's my van, and I can do what I like in it. Right? Right. And after I'd finished, I had the second revelation. Uh, I get you just. So this was, this was number two. Number two in the back of the van. This, uh, this all, <laughs> this revelation descended on me like dandelion. Dandelion clot. The first message was buy a van. Yeah. You'd got one. Well, yes, it told me. Be regular. Well, no, it told me go to Castleford. It said. Right. Were you already in Castleford? No, I was in Towley. Towley? Oh, well, they're linked by the same area. So I drove to Towley. I thought you were in Towley and you were driving ah, to Castleford. I drove to Castleford, yes, that's it. This and story's got more holes than the Swiss cheese. <clears throat> oh, dear, nearly went there. No, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Do you know what I did as soon as I got to Castleford? I mean, Towley. You hadn't know Castleford, it was yeah, Castleford. Yes, it was. I think it was anyway. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, Kieran. I just haven't got a clue where I was. No, don't fall! I'm all right. I think I need to prop you up with a stick or something. Actually, lean back on that clothes pole, that'll show you. Ah, that. that's, that's it. That's got you sorted. So, Kieran, you got to Castleford and then what did you do? I assume you had another vision in the back of the van. Well, I parked the van. Where did you park? In Castleford. Through the front window of a shop? No, 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 not not this time, no. I just parked outside and it was outside of a music shop, actually. And I looked at the window of the shop and I thought, I'm going to smash that window and steal the trumpet that had caught my eye. As if you didn't already have it enough problems, so we've shiny. now got a smash and grab. I could have walked through the whole of the town carrying the trumpet. Slowly walked. And people would have stopped and pointed at me and said... Look, there's a criminal covered in sick. Well, no, look. They would have said that. That fellow's got a trumpet. He must be a trumpeter. Mm, I think that's optimistic. Well, anyway, I think I was, said many other things. I was standing in front there. of this music shop and the right. sun... You know what I mean? Yes, the I do. I do know what the sun is. The sun began to rise in the sky like a scene off a very good tin of biscuits. And it was then that the third and final revelation came? No, it was then that I fainted on the pavement. I was... No surprise there. Well, I woke up in a policeman's cell. Can I just ask, what was the shrew of truth doing at this moment? He's been absent for the past hour or so. Well, was, was he in the cell with you, or in a different cell? No, on the he bow was swing? not absent. <laughs> no, he was, he was with me, as he always is. He's not there now. Well, you can't see him. He was on my shoulder. He, he, he appears quite a lot of bird out of thin air, and don't you dare make fun of him in his ways. Well, what's he going to do? Get me? The shrew of truth has a stick with a pin on end, and he'll jab you with it. Assaulted by a non-existent invisible shrew? He's not non-existent. He's as real as I am. 
And in fact, I have a Polaroid snap taken of me somewhere to prove that I'm real. And I was going to put it on a Christmas card, but I couldn't... You, you were going to put it on Christmas cards if you had any friends. Kieran, to try and drag you back to describing something even remotely plausible, mm. how did this third revelation occur? Let, let's get down to the facts. It descended on me like dandelion clocks. Dandelion clocks, oh my goodness. And a voice said, Kieran, run, 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 get, 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 up, 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 up. I can can hear it now. No, that's me doing the voice. Yes, I know. Get up, 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 get up. And I was thinking all day, get up, what what could this mean? What did it mean? Well, I thought, I'm going to get up. I will go to the highest place on Earth, which is, of course, the top of the Blackpool Tower. I love Blackpool. I, I went into the tower ballroom and I thought, as long as I'm in the highest place on earth, I don't actually have to be at the top of the thing, do I? Lateral thinking from Kieran. Is it? And Trust all, me, it all, is. The, all the lights came up around the organ. Beautiful. The organist began to play. Min, 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 min. Well, this is music. I'm mm. doing music. No, that's music, is it? I yes. thought you were going to be sick. Do you know what music sounds yes, like? Yes, I'm aware of music. Well, I started to dance. Did you? I'm not going to do it now. No, please don't. Uh, not propped up on that clothes bag, anyway. All at once, I heard a sound. Get out. Stop where you are, you. We are coming to fetch you. Don't move. Get out. Isn't that a contradictory order? Well, what had happened? I'd broken into the ballroom. Yeah, not. The organist I saw wasn't there. That was actually an apparition of probably someone's memory from childhood. Uh, So I ended up in another cell. You're doing quite a a cell-hopping tour of Northern England, (laughs) Karen. Well, the coppers, they they grilled me right good and proper, did they? Why? Uh, well, I said to them... Oh, obviously, because you'd broken into the, the tower hall. Yes, but it was more serious than that. Okay. I said, I've murdered four people. What? I've murdered John Wayne, Corporal Jones, Cleopatra, and Postman Pat. What a Merry Christmas they had there. I murdered four people as I came in that there ballroom. I cut them in pieces. How could you do such a th- such a hideous thing? You, you should be deported on a grotty boat to Australasia. Or at least hanged. Well, But, well, I doubt it. The, the law's pants these days, isn't it? You can't put them away for out. Yeah, well, that was actually misconstrued. How? Because what had actually happened, I was meaning to get around today and explain uh, what I did. You see... I was very drunk. In fact, I was ever so drunk. I think you should just change that to I am very drunk. When I was in the tower ballroom and I did break in, I'm very sorry about doing that in such a lovely, holy place as Blackpool. I love Blackpool. In my defence, I was merely visiting the highest place in the world. Now, it turned out that the four people I murdered were just polystyrene mannequin things with the... You know, hats on and so it soon came to light that you'd not killed anybody, you'd just cut these polystyrene figurines up in smithereens. No, no, I cut them up in the ballroom. Right, <clears throat> you're probably still listening to the Suburban Moor show. Please bear with me.
Kieran, to try and get back on track, what's all this about you now being a clairvoyant medium? Where has all this come from? Uh, well, I've, what I've, I've start been, again. What from the very start? No, just. Uh, well, you see, this has all come arisen arose because I've been going around grabbing people and oh, holding yeah. them down. Why did I do that? And to telling me? them what Why happened to me and. People have responded in different ways. As they would. Some people have said uh, think that I must have this a, me, a, a, a spiritual connection to the to the uh, atheist world, you know, uh, to the invisibus. So you can't foretell the future, talk to ghosts, or relay the mysteries of the cosmos by staring at a bag of multicoloured gravel. Now wait a minute! I'm not saying that I can't because I haven't actually tried yet. Well, then you can't, can you? You can't say that. I can't say that. I can conclusively say that. No, you can't. Hush now! Hush now! Hush now! Hello. Mother? I can see you shouting what's going up. Are you alright? Oh, it's you. I'm a little riled. Kieran's telling tall tales. Well, what do you expect? Is a ruddy bunsy the others work, Kieran? Look, I want you <laughs> over here in the next five minutes to get this room cleaned up. It's like a pigsty. I'm not doing that. Fine. Don't do it then. We'll start looking for another job on Monday. Right, right, yeah, I'll do it. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming now. Don't go anywhere. I'm coming now, I'm coming now. Well, I'm not. No, and that's your downfall. Now, I'm going to go and get a Pisces Deluxe. So I should... going. Could I put in an order for two, please? Two. 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 Two Pisces Deluxe. Ah, two Pisces. I, I can freeze one, you see. You could enjoy them at a later date yes. if they had been frozen in the freezer. Probably at the swimming baths whilst Mother has her lesson. Ah, now, uh, I can't swim. However, I am buoyant. Buoyant is one way to put it, Kieran. Disastrously obese would be another. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, listening at home or in the car, if you're as gullible as Kieran would like to believe you are, and if for whatever reason you feel the inclination to witness his fondling of cosmic gravel whilst chatting to a Polaroid of an invisible mouse, then if you can find him, I'm sure he'll be round and about in northern England occupying a cell somewhere. You will have to come with me to the shop because I'm unsteady on my legs today. Right, Olga. Good job I've got me going out, trainers. Huh? Be careful of the steps. Yeah!
That's how we deal with that! That'll teach you to keep your hands off another man's sack. Now, you get this room cleaned up, bozo, or you'll be taking a hike! Alright, yeah. Come on, get with it! Get with it! The Pisces Deluxe! Who are yes, yes, me and Kieran are off for a Pisces Deluxe! Yeah, Bob! Oh, you are Bob! Yeah, Bob! Who are you up to with me? Oh, the clockwork Victorian doll! into some scrapes. That was The Shrew of Truth, an episode of The Suburban Moore Show, which is an independently made programme created, produced, directed, recorded and edited by the Dethick Brothers. It featured Joseph Dethick as Suburban Moore and Jim Dethick as Uncle Elliot Campy, Kieran Bunsey, Ethel Posman and Little Penny Stribling, the Victorian doll. It was written by Joseph Dethick and featured music by both of them as well. Next time, Uncle Elliot Campy tries his hand at a bit of dry stone walling in Man's Matedale. Ethel Posman makes a citizen's arrest in Powerthorpe, and Sir Bernard Moore and his dad go on a day trip to Derby Crown Court to give evidence and meet up with some old friends. Till then, ta-da and take care. <laughs>